0: Hi, you're listening to An Open Dialogue. I'm Violet Howe. And I'm Todrick Handel. This week, we are going to talk about something that actually both of us enjoy, um, rom-coms. Yes. Um, And uh, and that rom-com has kind of spread to include books that are romantic comedies, but Mm -hmm. for the purpose of this podcast, we are talking about romantic comedy films. Mm -hmm. Rom-coms, it's like a little genre of its own, caters... um, mostly to women there are men that like rom-coms my husband's actually um a a very masculine guy who loves a good rom-com with a happy ending Mm -hmm. same with mine and um so i i think would you say the 80s probably late 80s early 90s was like the heyday of the rom-com, Do you um, think that's fair?
1: Yeah, probably even leading up a little later too. But yes, I would say that that's probably
0: accurate. I would, I would think that it was. Um, I guess they kept going like throughout the '90s. I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at dates right here. Like Notting Hill was '99. Mm-hmm. Um, my best friend's wedding was '97. Right. How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days was 2003. Yes. Bridget Jones' Diary 2001. So yeah. I guess they kept going. Yes. But I think they started late '80s. Harry Met Sally was '89. Oh, it so. was. Oh. Yeah. One of my favorite movies that's what that's 30 years old i
1: know it is i know because i had a brand new baby who was now 30 (laughs) when i watched that
0: which is one of the things that we're talking about today some of these have held up better Mm -hmm. under the microscope of time right others yes
1: and even um, if you go back into, and, and I don't know, maybe you could call these the precursors of, of rom-coms or whatever, but I've lately been watching a lot of the, the so-called Brat Pack movies, you know, like yeah, uh, the, yeah, the, the Breakfast Clubs. Pretty and Pink. Pretty and Pink and Sixteen Candles, yes. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's very interesting to watch those through the lens of now, you know, rather than the lens of then.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because at the time, we didn't really see anything wrong with it. No. And um, and now I think a lot of these movies that we watch them through a whole different lens, having been through um, the Me Too movement, having been through kind of a, I guess you would say, you know, political correctness and an, and an awakening to sexual harassment and kind of an awakening to um, the treatment of, of women in general – Um, some of these movies you kind of cringe a little bit when you watch them. Yeah, yeah. Is it 16 Candles where he basically gives his drugged girlfriend or gives yes. his passed out girlfriend to, to the to to, to the to nerd to, to farmer yeah. ted
1: yes i just watched this one about two weeks ago and i went oh my no, that's not good. gosh and and i mean they even talk later and she says did we and he or he says did we and, he, he says, did we? and she says yes and and i mean yeah it's it's ooh, yeah, it's well bad good. as my kids would say it's well bad um yeah, and it's not good. it's funny to hear my kids um watch these different things and come back to me and say, Oh my gosh, did you realize this movie? Blah, blah, blah. And not only women, but there's also there's also some subtle and not so subtle racism in a lot yeah. of these movies. Again, yeah. I'm not picking on Sixteen Candles, which I absolutely love as a as a movie in a lot of ways. But you know, the, the Asian American as a movie
0: from its time. Yeah.
1: The Asian American oh, yeah. character was just all out. I mean, it was, it was just, um, you know, it was just stereotypes out the wazoo. <laughs> well,
0: I think that there were a lot of minority stereotypes yes. and, um, and, and not just with, with racism, with yeah. you know, homosexual characters mm-hmm. with, um, e- even if you look at like, you know, the nerd characters oh or yeah. the you know the the high school bimbo like there were so many yes. stereotypes yes. that just did not blur the lines no. but um,
1: and and also i will say um what hit me with watching this and also watching pretty and pink which i think i must have only seen pretty and pink once and i you know i'm looking at it and i'm thinking oh i have a vague memory of seeing this but not as clear as for instance seeing 16 candles and of course remember that when these movies were released they were released and then that's it you went to see them probably once maybe right. twice in the movie theater you didn't have them coming on um,
0: it wasn't until uh, they came out on VCR right. that you had a chance a- to see them and even then it was again. it was yeah. pricey
1: and you would might yeah. rent it or whatever but um, you know it certainly wasn't like today where i will watch captain america 30 times. I mean, let's just throw out a number and say 30. Okay. Um, but it's just round. Yeah, let's just round down. Yeah, just round down. Exactly. Um, but I know that having, having watched uh, uh, Pretty in Pink, I was astounded. And then 16 Candles, this also works. And these are both Molly Ringwald movies that there really is no relationship between the two romantic leads in, in um, Pretty in Pink. They talk to each other twice awkwardly once over a computer which i was like wait a second we could do that back in in 1980 blah 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 um she's in the library and and he says something to her over the the networked computers which my children said i thought you couldn't do that in those days i was like well we couldn't but apparently they knew something we didn't um and then they have a, a kind of an awkward encounter at the record store where she works and then they go on one date And then they're in love you know they're declaring their love for each other and in in um 16 candles it's even worse they really have no interaction except they're talking to other people about each other and and they end up together at the end of the movie but there's no build up of like you know. But
0: I think that's one, I mean, I definitely, here's the the thing, like a lot of the downfalls of rom-coms are also what we love about them. Well, that's true. And I think the fact that against all odds, despite all reality, (laughs) you know, in spite of all circumstances, the fact that, that we have a happily ever after ending, and we have the hope that everything's going to work out well right and I think that's what we like about them is that even though you know some of the premises are outlandish I mean hello pretty woman oh. <laughs> like, she was a yeah. prostitute <laughs> like you know what I mean like it's right I, I think that despite the reality being very unlikely we're rooting for them to end up together and, yes. I, and for me I think what that means is that we're rooting for love to overcome all right um, for love to to end up being able to overcome anything and we know that in real life it can't Right. But I think that when we when we watch these movies, like the fact that at the end they're together, right. that's what matters.
1: Yes, and I I think probably I I had a totally different point of view. When I watched them as as a seventeen year old, because I was like, "Oh, this is so cool!" They end up, but as yeah. a as a fifty two year old, I look back and they they were sixteen or they were seventeen. There's no way they're going to stay together with no right. you know with no basis of friendship. I think that's why, right. for instance, when Harry met Sally, of course you have much older characters, but you also have this wonderful development of friendship and right. and um, even in uh, Oh, shop around the corner. You've got mail. You,
0: you've got again. Mail. This wonderful. Even though they didn't know who each other was, they still were developing well, yes, a relationship. Exactly. He you know he mean? knew so, longer
1: than she did, yeah. but but yes. Yeah. And of course, you find out that she probably she probably knew. But um, look at Sleepless in Seattle.
0: Yeah, That was one of the ones that I yeah. had written down here on my list. Sleepless in Seattle, um, w- which to me was very similar to The Big Sick, which is actually right. a true story. Yes. But, um, you know, she makes this wonderful relationship with his family. Right. And, 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 like, the poor guy wakes up having no idea that he's in a relationship with this girl. Oh, you oh no. I mean? You're thinking of while oh, you no, were no. sleeping. I'm, think- I'm thinking yes. of while you were while sleeping. Yes, while you were sleeping. Yes. Oh, that's funny because are... I wrote down Sleepless in Seattle, yes. but I was thinking but, while you were sleeping. But it, yes,
1: but it holds true. But, but Sleepless in Seattle, she knows who he is because she has heard him on the radio remember right. and then and so she builds up this this idea of who he is and, and it turns out to be pretty accurate you know he's Tom Hanks let's face it he, she probably looked at him and goes well you know you're you're honestly wonderful um but uh, but he certainly only knows her as this woman he saw in the airport and in the middle of a street one time you know and then he runs right. into her on the top of the Empire State Building and knows that she's it but uh But it's still, it's a wonderful movie, Um, you know.
0: Well, and I think we like the idea of love at first sight. Yes, I think we like the idea of um, knowing, like, oh, my gosh, she's the one. Yeah, Like, that's it. We've met and know immediately. Um, And, again, that's one of those things where the things that we like about those movies are also their downfalls. Yes. Because I think that some people um, raised on rom-coms are thinking that at some point they're going to meet someone and there is going to be, you know, a light opening up from the heavens. The angels will sing. That's, that's, that's how we call it in, in the wedding planning series. Like, um, In the Wedding Planner series, Tales Behind the Veils, I explore that with Tyler, that she grew up believing in the fairy tales. She grew up believing in the rom-com, and she thinks she's going to know when the one comes. And so everybody that comes into her life, well, obviously that's not the one because something magical didn't happen. Exactly. And so I think that kind of, um, I think it makes it an impossible challenge in some ways for women, but also for men. Because it kind of sets them up that unless you can do something extremely magical or unless you can do this huge over-the-top gesture like I've seen in rom-coms, then you must not be the one for me. Um, and, I, and I think sometimes our affinity for, for rom-coms or our, our belief in that, you know, oh, it's supposed to be magical. The, the meet cute, you know, right. something's supposed to happen it kind of sets us up for a failure because then we're looking for something that doesn't exist and not seeing what's right in front of us.
1: Exactly. Um I it, most of my heroines tend to be more like my daughters. My daughters love 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 rom-coms and will defend them to the death, but in their real lives when boys make big romantic gestures, as we've discussed before, my kid my my daughters tend to be uh, they tend to err on the side of practicalism and and um you know not being perhaps so appreciative of big romantic gestures they're kind of like well this is this is just totally embarrassing and i want nothing to do with it um however um and so most of my my heroines tend to to be a little bit more pragmatic but in 50 frogs she's definitely looking for um, the fairy tale. Yeah, she's yeah. looking for something yeah. that's going to be um, like like the meat cute. She does, you know, have have a couple of uh, you know promising things that turn out to be complete uh, disasters. More than a couple. Um, but I, I think um, I think that that is how sometimes we we want to live our lives. We want that. Okay. Well, it must be meant to be if if this is how it started out. Maybe this is what I was waiting for all this time Well, I
0: think one of the things that I have Tyler that Tyler says in in the diary of a single wedding planner is that if if he's the one, then it's going to work and I'm safe. Right. Kind exactly. Of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. That like if this is the one for me, then no matter what happens, we're meant to be together and I'm safe in falling in love. Right. And I think that's something that we want to believe. Yeah. And I think that unfortunately the first time that we run into a challenge or we run into an argument or we run into an impasse where we're not agreeing on something. It's easy to go, well, you must not be the one for me, or we wouldn't be having these problems. And um, as you and I both know, real life fairy tales (laughs) have conflicts and challenges and two different personalities and two different sets of wants and needs. And um, sometimes there's (laughs) impasses and sometimes, you know, we don't always get along. And so I think that, um, That's one of the dangers of rom-coms is that we kind of gloss over what their issues are. We gloss over that there's these huge differences in personalities or that these huge differences in life goals or these huge... I mean, I think about, like, I love um, Say Anything. Mm -hmm. But when we think about it, like, her character is very driven and very motivated and, 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 you know, ready to take life by the horns. And his character doesn't want to buy anything or sell anything or buy anything that's been sold or processed mm-hmm. or like that whole huge speech that he gives. You know, he really doesn't have any kind of job plan in mind. And we are all rooting for them when he ends up on the plane with her at the end of the movie. But in real life, they're probably got a lot of problems coming.
1: You know, I don't know that I've you ever know. seen that movie. Are you serious? I think that Oh, we have to rectify I those. think I, I think my kids have and I think that it came out see, I, I had a, a lull in my in my movie watching because I you know You were raising I babies. was raising babies, yes. Yeah, so yeah. so whereas um yeah. I was thinking about because I picked on Molly I I wasn't really picking on Molly Ringwald, I love her, but um because I was talking about her earlier, one of the movies that a follow up movie after she had kind of uh, Um, you know, become our America's Sweetheart with all her rom-coms was for Keeps. And that was a movie that Clint and I, I think, saw together early in our marriage, I remember. And it was a lot more gritty. It was a lot more realistic. You know, you have these two kids who are in love and they are just absolutely, I think they're both just finishing high school and she gets pregnant. And what happens in the aftermath of that? And it's not like all fun and games. It's not glossy, right? And and there is that as you as you mentioned earlier, there are the conflicts and the personality differences and just the the challenges that come with being, say, eighteen or nineteen and having a small a baby that you're now you know you're you're no longer all your hopes and dreams kind of have to be put on hold or changed adjusted, Um,
0: right. Right. And so
1: I really that that's one that I remember very much feeling like it spoke to me more than than some of the other ones, and uh, it's definitely held up. but but yeah, I think that there are things where we where we would be willing to overlook um, things in movies that we would not be willing to overlook in real life. You know? definitely.
0: Well, and I think like a big draw for me in a hero in a, in a movie, in a book, um, and let's face it, in real life is is unconditional love yes and i think that we get that in our romantic heroes and heroines that you know he's going to love her no matter what you know he's going to overcome whatever obstacles he's going to go to whatever length is necessary he's going to do whatever it takes they're going to end up together and i think that very much appeals to us i think in real life it's much harder for human beings to do that because you know we get hurt and we have our own needs and there I mean there's different things that keeps love from being unconditional in um, romantic relationships but But in in our fiction we get that we get that unconditional love Mm -hmm. that you know even though they have nothing in common and are probably (laughs) not going to be able to agree on anything they love each other it's going to be fine like so um yeah and sometimes it's and another aspect of rom-coms that's disconcerting I think when we when we take a real life look at them or look at them through a, a realistic lens sometimes we have the heroine or sometimes even the hero kind of shoving aside someone who would probably be a much better match mm. for the unlikely match that we're all cheering for right and I, I'm thinking about like um, Sweet Home Alabama right which is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite movies. Yeah. Um, you know, she's got a pretty good relationship with this guy that she's marrying. And Patrick seem Dempsey, right? they to be a pretty right? good match. And they, yeah, and they seem to be like moving forward in life with with equal goals and equal paths. And then she runs into the guy that she was her first love, right. you know, years ago was her first marriage or whatever. And of course you're rooting for them to end up together. You want her to end up with the guy that was her first love we're kind of completely disregarding that she's already in a relationship that seems to be pretty healthy and working and we want her to go back to one that didn't seem healthy and didn't work. Right. Same with The Notebook, which could never be qualified as a rom-com. Well, but in The Notebook, she's in a relationship, she's getting married, she's like moving forward with her life and and we're actually rooting for her to go back to the guy. That didn't work out well,
1: and I took a little bit of heat a few weeks ago because I am not quite. I, I will support authors in all of their choices, and I and I never criticize another author. With one exception, is that I am not a Nicholas Sparks fan. I it's well known that I find I'm very bitter about the times that I have trusted him in books or in movies, and I will say, you know, I I went to see Knights in Rodenthe, and I'll never get those two and a half hours of my life back and I hated it. And yeah, I felt the only thing you
0: can trust him for is to completely wrench right. your heart and I, into. Yeah.
1: And I don't mind yeah. that if I don't feel manipulated. If I feel like I've been brought along for a nice journey, I don't mind crying, but I don't like to feel like I've been manipulated. And that's how I feel about Nicholas Sparks. But that that's, you know, you can, you can send your angry letters to Taudra at TawdraCandle.com. <laughs> um, however, I did post an article that, that showed um, a lot of of uh, of the destructive and not healthy things that go on in that movie, and I and I do agree that that is the case. Um, you know, for for more reasons than were even listed there. Uh, it, what's interesting is I was listening to you talk about how we feel about those. Um, Pseudo dysfunctional situations happening in the movies and I'm thinking in real life We would never advise our friends that same way would we right if I said right. to you I'm going to leave Clint for the ski instructor Which you know I never would because I'd be in a mountain and you know, I'd never go to the mountain Okay, the, the lifeguard of the beach. That's probably right. more right. Um, You would be saying to me. Are you out of your mind you have you know all this but in the in the rom-com we might be saying Hey well, I think that-
0: I think that in the rom-com like you're presented with this idea of do we want love to overcome all or do we want her to stay in this safe situation right and so we're sitting there cheering for love to overcome all right now again when we put a real life lens on that it doesn't look so good and I did have one of my very best friends um, left her husband and and moved back home To be with a guy that she had had feelings for um, when she was in high school and and they're still together like they've been together now for 20 years and and have you know kids of their own and and that has turned out great for her but I think that's probably the the exception rather than the rule and and some other of these situations that we see in rom-coms again I think we're rooting for love to overcome all and we don't want to think about how messy that's going to be like you look at the proposal I love the proposal. But like, is that relationship really going to work between, Oh, between. between the two of them? Because she's the boss right. and he's the, you know what I mean? Like there's just a, there is a disproportionate amount of power in that relationship. Right. But like, she's also like, is she going to treat him differently now than she's treated him before? Because she didn't treat him very well. No. You know, we looked at, um, I, I don't know, there's just, there's just several of them that I think that. There's some there's some big red flashing caution lights yeah. for these relationships, but we choose to overlook that because we we want love to overcome all. Yeah. Um, Valentine's Day is one like with um, Ashton Kutcher and, and and Jennifer Garner, right? Like, where you rooting from them for them, but, but like, is that really the, the best situation for her? Like real, like really, is that the, is that what we really want? for and her? And right
1: or? after you're, you're looking at the yeah. fact that she's just seen yeah. again, Patrick Dempsey. He, well, he, yeah. he gets around dude gets around. He does. Uh, he yeah. Does. Um,
0: yes. And, uh, hmm. I don't know. I just saw, cause I was scrolling through, um, uh, international movie database mm-hmm. list of a hundred top, Romantic comedies, right. which I would definitely argue with them on some of these <laughs> placement, but and and that some of these are even rom-coms. But um, talking about the like leaving somebody, I I think it's funny that like in in movies we're perfectly fine. With them leaving whoever they are currently with to be with the person that we want them with, well, whereas in, in a in real life, yes. we, would, we would be a little more cautious. Exactly,
1: exactly. And in, in a sense, my actually, my kids and I just had this conversation the other day as we were talking about um, uh, uh, "Sleepless in Seattle" and um, "You've Got Mail," because in each of them, Meg Ryan leaves a. Perfectly good person, and right. and the thing that I like about those, and these are both Nora Ephron's, um, are that you you don't really mind, you understand, you you he, she doesn't vilify the person, you know, she doesn't right. vilify either um, who is it, uh, Pullman, Bill Pullman, or. Um,
0: and it's not it necessarily like finished. an affair. It's no, something it's where not. She's leaving that relationship, and we're right. led to believe she probably should have left that relationship. Right?
1: Anyway. You, you know, it if, wouldn't have worked out. Yes, anyway. you know, like, you in know I mean? Sleepless in Seattle, you know that he loves her, but he makes a good case when he says marriage is hard enough without both of us being a hundred percent into it. And I think that she had gotten. It, you, this is not stated outright, but you are too led to believe that she ended up with him because their sandwiches got switched and they had a lot in common. They're probably excellent friends. I mean you could just tell that they're excellent friends, but you never really saw romance between them. They lived together and and they they had great conversations, but you never saw anything that you were like, oh, it makes my heart melt. You know, and so you understood why she was taken in by the, the whole story of the man whose wife had died and, and now was looking for that same kind of insta-love in a, in a way. Um, and in You've Got Mail, again, they didn't really show... Who, who was her? Who was the guy? I don't even know. Oh, I, I do. It's... Um, anyway, he was See, also I know in... It's on he was You've also in um, so As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson. Oh, oh, his name is just escaping me. But anyway, she's living with him and... But, but you know, you obviously can see that Tom Hanks is a better fit for her. Um, and maybe.
0: Well, and I think that's what they do. Right is, is if we can make it seem like it was the right decision anyway. Right. then we're willing to root. For and them. I mean, we're willing to yes. root for this marriage to end, we're willing to root for this person to be stood up at the altar. We're willing to root for them to break up with the boyfriend or girlfriend. if we believe they're going to be much better off with this other person. Right. Which is in itself somewhat of an unhealthy perspective well I'll leave what I have because it seems like it's going to be better with someone
1: and and I mean really in in well at least in you've got male she has ended the relationship or he he actually ends it because he realizes that they're only friends really um, well before she ends up with Tom Hanks Uh, so there is that nice gap and you don't feel like um, she has left one for the other Um, and in sleepless in Seattle you, we're going to uh, understand that they don't immediately jump into anything, you know, that, that she, they've really just met Tom Hanks and, and right, Meg Ryan. Right. Um, so
0: what about, um, did you see Serendipity I with John Cusack? No,
1: I have not seen oh,
0: that. See, no, you, see, you need to see Serendipity. I, I love Serendipity, but, um, That's John that's Cusack another one. and who was in it? Is that Liv Tyler? It's Kate Beckinsale. Oh, Kate
1: Beckinsale. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's another one where you're rooting for them but they're both in something else Mm -hmm. and so you know in order for this to turn out well you've got to believe that that whatever they might have together is going to be infinitely better than these relationships that they've already cultivated right so um which i mean it works i root for them i'm i'm wanting them together but it's um again we're looking at it through a fairy tale happily ever after love overcomes all lens rather than a real life Lens, yeah, so yeah. Um, I'm just as I scroll through this list, another one that's crinsler or the um, Drew Barrymore's Never Been Kissed, that's oh, the one where she goes back yes. to high school, yes, and she's like an adult journalist, but she can pass for a teenager, so she goes back to high school and ends up falling in love with the teacher, which is just all kinds of creepy because the teacher thinks she actually is a teenager, right? So, yeah, there, those are ones that we're it's a. It's kind of funny what we're willing to suspend it is. in order to get the happy ending, and in order to get love to overcome all.
1: It definitely is, and I think that's different in movies than in books. Do you think so?
0: Um, I think so. I, I think I'm thinking to, what we've been to told that our extent. that our
1: readers will will um, tolerate, and what our readers will not. And it might be, it might be. Well, I think yeah. one
0: of the biggest taboos ever is anybody that's cheating. Right. If there's any kind of. Right you know, committed relationship there and you're stepping out on it then you've kind of lost the reader. And I do think we're more forgiving of that in movies than we are in, in books. Right. Um, maybe because
1: we see so. it with our own eyes and whereas in the books we feel like we're just being told about it. Yes.
0: I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's funny because um the movie The Wedding Planner. Right with um Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. Lopez and, uh, okay. and Matthew McConaughey, yeah. I had so many times when I was doing weddings and people would ask, like, Oh, you know, you're like the wedding planner, oh, you're like the movie the wedding planner. And yeah, except I never like had an affair with the groom, <laughs> like that's kind of a no no in that career field. You know, so things like that, like okay, their relationship started When he was the groom for someone else. And so why are we cheering for that? But I like
1: the fact that they have taken out Jennifer Lopez's culpability in that because she had no idea. He did not tell her. And, and yeah,
0: but that's the kind of guy you want to date that he's well, like getting no, married to somebody else, and he doesn't mention it. No, like, really. But then she
1: does try to <laughs> to stay away from it because she does understand. I mean, they do, she definitely comes off as the the person taking the higher road. She's not asking. Well, him she to. has to. Yeah, because we're not going to. Exactly. She was like, you
0: know. If, if, she was some, if she was some Lolita that was, like, moving in to, <laughs> to steal her client's uh, husband or her client's fiance, that would probably not be, go over and well. And, again,
1: we get the the justification there that, yes, they're getting married, but they, they're probably getting married for wrong reasons. So it's okay for us yeah, to say. It, again, yeah, again, yeah,
0: it's one of those that we feel like he's going to be much better. Off. He's going <laughs> to yeah. be much. And that girl he was going to marry, she's going to be much happier, much better off. Because that's what, like, we're rooting yes. for the hero and heroine to end up together. And what about the poor person that just got jilted yeah. or the poor person that just found out that their person doesn't love them yeah. or their per- You know what yes. I mean? Um, what, what movie was it? Jennifer Aniston and Ben Stiller where Jennifer Aniston has like the, uh, oh, Ben Stiller is like the germaphobe. He's an actuary. Oh, Polly, along came Polly. Oh, I have not seen that. In that one, um, his wife on their honeymoon has an affair oh. with with someone like the scuba instructor i think it is that she has an affair with and 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 so obviously it's perfectly fine that he get with someone else because she left him you know yeah. so it's just funny how in, in movies we're like well yeah of course that's okay yeah. <laughs> you know so what that he would just came back from his honeymoon of course he's ready to fall in love with <laughs> kid. but um yeah. Well, yeah. Some of these it's funny. Um yeah. Fifty first dates. I was just you going to say 50 that. 50 I think
1: that is one that you really can't pick anything. Uh, it's it's one of my favorites. Um I don't I don't okay. know that you can. Okay, really...
0: so do you want to have the conversation? <laughs> I want you to think about okay. I love that movie. Okay. Absolutely love that movie. We actually used a song from that movie on our on our wedding soundtrack C D. Mm-hmm. Um we just watched it again the other day. We have it on DVD and we watch it every now and then because we love it so much. But think about this through a real life lens. He is choosing to have a relationship with someone who does not remember anything from the day before. How healthy is that relationship going to be? Like, how do you how do you form a long lasting relationship with someone who can't remember anything that happened? Um, You know, like she has children in this movie. They end up together in this movie. So you think about like he could do any manner of of things and they could fight about it. And the next day, she's not even going to remember that he did it. Well, yes. There's definitely the the power there for manipulation. However, I think they give a
1: good enough, I think they give a good enough foundation that he is a, he is an amazingly good guy, which, of he, which is. he does not seem to be at the beginning, because at the beginning, if you remember, he is, you're seeing yeah. all these women who are talking yeah. about how they've just had the one night stand with, you know, and he,
0: but he found, he did, the he one. found her. And when you find yes. the one, you'll go to any, yes. Lengths to and I think that, you know, he
1: work. tries to do the right thing. And she tries to do the right thing, both. But I think what is inherent there... She knows there's a right thing. (laughs) Well, because she tells him to...
0: She knows that day. She knows that day. She
1: tells him to to leave. But I think that there is... I think that they're trying to tell you that, yes... She's not going to be this, the typical person, but that even so, there's something, he's made such an impact on her subconscious, because remember, he comes back and she's right? painted all these pictures. Right? So exactly. I, I think that the idea is that even if she cannot l- remember him on a literal level. Soul exactly, him. because I think that the idea is that every day, it's a little easier, that, that it's, oh yes, that's right, even though she doesn't remember, it's... That it's, it's down in there. Yeah, it's, it's down deep. And I think that there is some basis for that having, um, you know, having heard stories that Clint has told me about um, experiences he's had working with people who are losing their memories or who are, um, you know, dealing with dementia in different forms. um, There, there does seem to be a basis for that. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with 50 first dates. I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that (laughs) one at all. Um, that is that is definitely one of our our favorite uh our favorite movies. And I love Adam Sandler. I know Murder Mystery, this one that just came out, got thoroughly I have panned. not seen
0: it. And I've, I've heard... It. You know what's funny is I've seen a couple of people on Facebook has said it was absolutely hilarious and they loved it. And I've seen people that said it was like the worst movie I, I've heard a lot of... But I think you go in with expectations.
1: So, I went in just to think, oh, this is just going to be fun. And it was. It was fun. It was funny. It was not meant to be realistic. It was meant to be kind of a... It was, it was, candy. It was meant to be candy. It's not meant to be steak and potatoes and broccoli right. and all that. It was right. just... And for me, I was watching it after I'd been sick and I just wanted a movie that was on. And I was like, hey, this is fun. If you like Clue, the movie Clue, which I love. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, it was fun. I, I
0: don't know. I, I love Adam Sandler. Like, I loved The Wedding Singer and I loved Fifty First First Dates we were just talking about. Right, and, um, I do too. I love Adam Sandler. I do too. And I really like Jen Aniston. I do too. So, um, you know, I like the two I of them. I love him with Drew Barrymore. That's probably oh, my I, favorite yes, I agree. I do too. So, um, I love
1: them. I love them together.
0: And it's funny how certain actresses, um, Jen Aniston to some extent, but I would say definitely Drew Barrymore, definitely Julia Roberts, like they, definitely Meg Ryan, yeah. they are rom-com yes, queens. They are. That's what they do. Yeah. They, like, you know what you're getting when you go to one of those weddings. Absolutely. So. One of those weddings. Oh. one of those weddings because i was looking at the poster for my best friend's wedding one of those movies now my best friend's wedding my best friend's wedding
1: that's one that's very interesting i went to see my best friend's wedding with my mom and my sisters and it was one of those times when i had not been able to see a movie for a while because i had little ones and i know we just laughed and laughed at the uh the restaurant scene with them all singing i say a little prayer which for me music is very influential in movies too so um but again, uh, while you want to like Julia Roberts, her motives are just <laughs> right. horrendous because right. I really liked, um, uh, you know, Cameron Diaz. Diaz, yeah, which was one of her yeah. first roles, wasn't it? I think yeah. so. Um, but that one, that one was definitely uh, a, a questionable uh, movie. Now, and, and if we're going to come very modern, have you seen Always Be My Maybe?
0: I have not. Okay. I've heard so much about this and I really want to watch it. It's just, it's been crazy yeah. like the last month or so with events and, and a lot of other things going on, but it's definitely on my list because I've heard so much about it.
1: Okay, get if you get a stomach virus a couple of times, you'll have plenty of time to watch these things, so I <laughs> highly recommend it. Um, I would
0: rather just put it into my, into my calendar. <laughs> I'd rather not. But
1: again, so same sure. same kind of an idea where uh, it, it really is a, a very wonderful wonderful traditional rom-com but without a lot of the baggage that we've been talking about you know there's there's not a lot of the um, the sexism the uh, questionable race stereotypes and so on um, and, and very well done I I've seen it twice because I watched it myself and then I watched it with Katie and uh, and, and it held up both times very much enjoyed that one so I highly recommend it
0: Well, I definitely have that one on my list, Um, and um, I haven't, it's funny because there's several that I've missed um, recently, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would say like the more recent, um, and and I think their definition of rom-com sometimes really gets kind of screwed up, because there's movies that are on some of these lists I'm looking at right now that there's no way it's a rom-com. Like Chocolat, (laughs) I love Chocolat, but that's not a rom-com.
1: No, I would not call that a, no, no, at all. No, I would agree definitely not yeah so no
0: all right well we would love um, to hear from all of you we'd love to hear what your favorite rom-coms are we would love to hear what you think about you know should we look at rom-coms through a, a realistic lens or, or no it's just fiction it's just an escape it's something that we go to see to feel good and to have hope about romance and love and so we shouldn't we shouldn't really care what happens after the camera stops rolling and whether or not these people have healthy lives together so right we'd love to hear your opinion on it
1: absolutely you so. should comment on you our can our let us know you page.
0: can email us mm-hmm. at an open one at gmail.com or you can comment on our facebook page and open dialogue we would love to hear from you you can find out more about um, i think we mentioned um 50 frogs mm-hmm. in this didn't yes, we And we did. mentioned um Diary of a single wedding planner you can find out more about those books at our websites todrickhandle.com and violethow.com. And um, we would love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.
1: Have a wonderful day.
0: Have a happily ever (laughs)
1: after. Bye. Bye.